Hey y'all, we are excited to be here today. I got my producer Missy, so you can see her and hear from her too in terms of this past year. And today we are talking about Relatable, Relatable A Year in Review. review. Woo! Yay! So excited. Is so what exciting. a year. Too. I know. So I think first is just a big thank you to all of our guests mm -hmm. for giving up their time, especially in a pandemic yes. year. Uh, right? Yeah. <laughs> we still were able to accomplish a fair amount mm -hmm. with everything that we had going yeah. on. Yeah. Um, but I feel like our guests really showed up and we had some fantastic conversations yes. and really interesting dialogue and lots yeah. of inspiration and, you know, uh -huh. everything. Right. I feel like it was right. a catch-all. Yep. I know it was. It was a lot. Yep. A lot of stories and, yeah. Yeah. And then today, uh, we're in studio. We're at like our second or soft third time. Soft Skills Studio. It's the Soft Skills Studio. It's very <laughs> exciting. Hide all the cameras. Uh, okay. So first, uh, let's start with Sean McGinley. Yes. I don't know if I should have said his last name. Hopefully, I'll be able to remember everybody's last name. But uh, so Sean kicked off 2021 for us. Yes. Um, he is a Hollywood director, writer. writer. Uh, mm -hmm. I feel like with that episode, um, one, just the interesting kind of behind the scenes, learning more about the great Buck mm -hmm. Howard and yeah. you know, just working with Tom Hanks. And, yeah. um, but really his story of not really knowing what he wanted to do yeah. and then uh, kind of pursuing that passion you know, much like his parents were like, what are you right. doing? Where are you right. going? After he, got, I think, yeah. had a, like, pretty good education. And he did, yeah. He, yeah, he went to school, and then he went to, like, film school and writer school or whatever. Right. But, yeah. so, and then was, like, willing to kind of live on the cheap to, uh -huh. to make his dream happen. So yeah. I feel like, from that perspective, super inspiring. And then, and then like, kind of leaving the comfort and security of right. all, all of the... Success. And, to, yeah. go, to do his own thing. Yeah. And to, like... Uh, be more on the indie side and to do right. projects that matter. So that matter to him. Yeah. yeah, I know. I agree with you. I think, I mean, yeah, leaving just, you know, because he said he gets offers still all the time, but right. he's just like, no, I'm not really interested in it. So I know. It's pretty yeah. amazing. That following your passion and following yeah. what you really want to do. Right. So important. Yep. All right. Who's number two? Josh School. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Josh School. Josh School. <laughs> Gotta love Josh School. He still doesn't know who I am. <laughs> But uh, that's okay. That's for you, <laughs> Right. You'll remember me now. Just kidding. So inspiring and so cool to hear about, I mean, you know, Naval Academy and FBI and, you know, his security stuff that he's doing now and that because it was still early in the pan pandemic that he, you know, all the stuff that he shared with us about the independent security mm -hmm. and business security and everything that he's doing. So... And yes, and I, cool. we have an update, too. He's Since we've spoken, he's actually started his own company called Bowwave, um, yeah. and they do cybersecurity, consulting, yeah. um, government contracting work. So if you happen to be listening to this and you're in need, yeah. uh, they have an excellent organization with people that have just a pedigree of experience yeah. as it relates to the world. That right. I don't even think I can really... Talk about the services without right. saying, like, I don't know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, right? I know. But, yeah, which is yeah. so cool, and he's a great person for that. So, And I'm certainly sure. a shout-out uh, to Josh, too. He's been such a huge support of TFA yeah. and um, really helped in terms of referring a lot of coaching clients and also just has been a great resource for me um, to bounce ideas off mm -hmm. of. And so just, again, like, 
through this podcast and through um, our relationships, you know, our network has really come through yeah. for us. Yeah. And I feel like he's someone who's really uh, given a lot of time and energy to, yeah, to help us. I so agree. It's so that. nice. Yeah. yeah. So nice of him to do that. All right. Oh, our next up are um, Byron and Kelly. Yes. <laughs> our fun interns. Yeah. Right. So I, I was thinking about this and I, the, the, the thing about those two in particular that I thought was great for us in addition to everything we talked about was just having that kind of youthful yes. entry level talent perspective yeah. and particularly for you and I just getting to hear their ideas. They helped us creatively a lot yep. uh, with building some of our yes. infrastructure around social media right. and some stuff around our website development. Right. So I think on that front, just creatively, it was, mm-hmm. it was great. Yep. Um, and then I think in terms of their stories, what I was struck by both of them certainly graduating in the year of the pandemic and having certain plans and then having those plans sort of ripped out from under you. And also those are two people that were very dedicated Mm -hmm. academically and had a plan. Yeah. (laughs) Right. They were sort of counting on that Mm -hmm. plan and their ability to pivot and change and just figure out how to maneuver in that and then figure out a solution that was right for them. Yeah. Um, I thought was really inspiring. And then just to hear about how they've networked and interviewed, you know, I thought it was Uh a great look or a view into, you know, folks that are just coming out of college and some of the pressures that they're going to face. Right. I agree. I agree with that too. And yeah, for sure. Definitely technology teaching us all kinds of things and all the stuff that we had talked about that yeah. we wanted to do and they kind of started the ball rolling, making it happen. So it's a big year for us, just yeah. TFA Central uh, in terms of a lot of activity around building out um, our products and services mm-hmm. and also uh, collateral. So they they were huge right. help yep. with that. For yeah, sure. definitely. Uh, and then Anish Chopra, um, <laughs> definitely a shout out to Anish for spending time with us. He's so busy. Yes. So busy. Uh, has a lot of competing right. priorities. So I really feel right. like this was one of those. He gave um, us his lunch hour. <laughs> you buy some yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, now I'm all yours. But yeah. He totally did. And yeah. I think just was a very um, nice to give us the time. And yes. like fascinating. It was so fascinating. Who knew healthcare would be that exciting? That's yeah. what I was thinking the whole time. Yeah. My sister's an insurance agent, but still I was like, oh, I mean, it actually is kind of cool. Cause you know, her, I just, I'm like. Yeah. Just handle this for us, please. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it was so awesome just, you know, hearing his plan and like how he had experience in the White House and then he came out of the White House and yeah. set something up and was like, let's just continue this whole, you know, trail of, of trailblazing, I guess, of healthcare and how to make it better for yes. people. So absolutely. And I think he talked to us a bit about writing the book and that mm-hmm. process. Yep. Um, and then just his own political aspirations, mm-hmm. but then I, I was really struck too, just by being so driven by mission mm-hmm. and feeling so dedicated to wanting to see this through. And, right. and I've learned so much from him around value-based care and what that really means. And kind of regardless of which side of the aisle you're on, I think the perspectives and, you know, what we talked about and, and even listening to his own trajectory and how mm-hmm. he's navigated that yeah. was, was right. super interesting right too. and being able to work across the aisle and yeah about politically right but healthcare is not it shouldn't be political yeah. it should not be like that way and yeah you know just taking care of people and so yeah but I agree with you and being able to work with all kinds of people and I've had a couple of you know folks that are friends of mine and, and actually even some that were 
you know, just through the website and, you know, people commenting on, on that conversation mm-hmm. and how they enjoyed it. And it was just, it's kind yeah. of a unique interview for us. So right. I thought it yeah, was pretty cool. It was great. Oh, yeah. Viv. Viv. Vivian. My goodness. Viv. old Chewy. Um, Chewy. If only we could all work at Chewy. Vivian, no. if you're listening. Can you please get us a remote no job? kidding. Chewy. We love Chewy. Right. Okay, so Viv. Uh, one, her energy and enthusiasm. Two, her advice and counsel was so practical mm-hmm. and applicable. I feel yeah. like anybody listening, if they are job seeking right now, if they're interviewing, you should go back and listen to that episode. Yes. There's so much great information. She was the a talent acquisition leader at Amazon before she went to Chewy and before that, like named Booze and PwC, like it's just a great right. r- roster and um, sort of resume of experience. And I think she's also up there in terms of our one of our most listened episodes. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. people have gone back and listened to that a couple times. I have a really good friend that says she's listened to that interview like three times because <laughs> she was looking internally to, right. to transfer. Yeah. Um, so I really, I think that one was just super informative. And then her own story. Yeah. Anyway, thank you, Vivian. <laughs> Please come back. I, I know, right? No, I think I, I agree with you. And not even if you're job seeking. In terms of networking and, I mean, you know, yes. like... If you want to be able to be the person to put yourself out there for things or to be more social or like any, just yeah, any of it at all, you know, I mean, just impressive. She could be a good person to have back in the studio. Yes, I agree. She and do one of our special series. I agree. So you can get her back up here. (laughs) I I think she has family here, so maybe we could use that. She still does, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, Monica Sagrarius. (laughs) <laughs> oh my goodness. As she was talking, I was like, holy cow. I mean, I can't believe our paths have not crossed before. I mean, you know, like just her travel and going to GW and living abroad. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, she was just, she was so cool. I mean, just listening to her talk. And her I love her voice yes. and her accent. You could just, I could listen to yep. that all the time. Yeah. And she, I feel like, talk about uh, independent sort of perseverance, not sort of, like independent perseverance mm-hmm. and dedication. Yep. And just her story about coming here in high school and how right. hard that is to to make that assimilation and then to figure out, like, I just want to get through this and then right. was sort of ahead of the game with her education. Yep. Um, and then certainly... I mean, I think all the time, right? <laughs> yeah. Just always. Yes. Yes. She's that person always learning. I just, you know, yeah. And they never really some... stopped even as much stuff as she already knows. I mean, languages and yeah just her culture history and experience and yeah she's just still learning sure learning and she I think is someone too through uh what the work that she did at Sila and her love of development of people mm-hmm. and then you know how she kind of puts her heart and soul in everything she yeah. does and um you know she's just a dear friend too so I yeah. just feel like whenever I get to talk to people that I know very well I always feel like I learned something new or I even have a more appreciation uh, for them kind of uh, post-interview than right. I even de- had I know, before. you get to just know little things and yeah, yeah. and you're like, oh, I didn't know that before and you know, yeah. So. And she's the one, I, you know, that's the, if you, if you're, I'm going to tease here and say, go and listen to our separate episode to hear the soup story. Yes. Of the, yes. yeah, that's all I'm going to say. Right. the soup story. Yep. You go back and listen. <laughs> right. I know. Uh, all right, Glenn. Anderson. Oh, love him. <laughs> he was fun. He was really love fun. Him. Yeah. He, so this is what I think about when I think about that episode. 
and I think you'll find this humorous, is uh, whenever we interview somebody on the radio, because uh-huh. now he's our second radio personality, I think. Yes. If not third, second. Uh, we have audio problems. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you would think we would learn, but we don't. It's, like, <laughs> it's almost like predestined because we're nervous and we want it to go well. So uh, it's so funny. I feel like uh, once we got that out of the way and we figured it out, he was right. great. And he, I feel like... Uh, there's a couple things about his story. One, his tenure in that business and how great competitive it is and how he found ways to add value in dip, like through music and through his creative ideas and kind of being that number two or number three and not having so much ego. We talked a lot about ego. Yep. Mm -hmm. And then how, when the opportunity came to be the lead and have his own show, I feel like he was just kind of poised and ready and had right. really been able mm-hmm. to uh, create that value proposition. Yes. Use that, that term right. And work. that tenure and people right know him and he, yeah. 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 I really, and then he talked a bit too about bullying and his experience That's with right. that and yeah. being more of a sensitive male and, mm-hmm. and what because it was like, him and his sister and his mom. Right. Because right? his dad yeah. left. So yeah, it was really, so, yeah, it, it was, was really good and fun to hear. I mean, you know, we ask, so, what do we ask, right? That's why do we play, I mean, why do we hear the same songs on the radio yes. all the time? And he, you know, yep. yeah. So you'll have to because, listen. Right. And also, they do not get to pick the songs that get played. Yeah. So. I know. Yeah. That's a little, yeah. you know, like, peek behind the curtain. Right. It was yeah. cool. I share that little bit of knowledge all the time now. People say, so. I'm like, let me tell you how the radio works. <laughs> I know a guy. That's, we, we know a guy. <laughs> it's always good to know a guy. Right. Um... Relatable is sponsored by Teresa Freeman Associates, your one-stop shop for soft skills development, speaking, coaching, and workshops. If you'd like to hire Teresa, visit www.teresafreemanassociates.com for more information. Number eight is Rob Evers, uh, the Southwest pilot. Yes. And uh, truly one of the most positive, yeah, just energetic, Great story about being in school, knowing always what he wanted to do, then having to leave school because he had no money. And that's and had to go was not yeah had to go work in his dad's dealership dealership yeah. And he, I feel like he, yeah, just that perseverance to see through what he always wanted to do. I think his energy and his discipline and his intention of like getting up every day and and having a positive impact. Right. Um, also just learning a lot about like the flight sort of mm-hmm. pilot industry yes. and what that's and like. That, right. And he takes a minute every He's day to care about, right. Care He's about his crew. Ship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he asks about his crew just in case, you know, something happens, then he would know, okay, they're having a bad day today or yeah. dealing with a tragedy or like this makes them nervous. And so that he just knows. And I thought that was And awesome. if you want to know what they talk about in the cockpit, you got to go back and listen to the yep. episode. Yeah. Good teaser. I know, right? <laughs> and are they really flying the plane or just autopilot? Right. Actually we do talk about, oh my God, I'm going to talk all about fear yes. of flying. That was hilarious. Right. He like right. totally, uh, you know, was, was kind and let us go on and on about that. Yeah. And gave us some perspective. Right. Uh, Susanna. 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 Anderson. We'll call her Suze. Our good friend Suze. Our good friend Suze. I don't know. Did you call her that once? 
Maybe, maybe in the probably, email, right? Probably, probably. Or something. Take some liberties she's there. She's young. She right. I'm sure, she I'm sure she's it. heard it. Yeah, I'm sure. What a great opportunity to get um, inside scoop on a D1 athlete. First yes. of all, uh, I feel like she uh, was also really funny. She had good, she really like, funny. funny stories and had a good sense of humor yeah. about the pressures right. of of what she's expected right. to do, both mm-hmm. academically and in sport. Uh, we talked with her about her, um, some of her, like what I would characterize as like development areas and how yes. she's turned them into positives, yes. right? And and being self-aware and learning about that competitive spirit yes. and how to channel that appropriately. Right. Yes, I agree. And also knowing what is a big deal and what isn't a big deal. Yeah. I thought I thought it was awesome that she was like, no, I'm not a straight A student, like she gets bees and she's okay with that. Right. Sometimes she's proud of those bees as, as anyone should be, but yeah, you know that, yeah. Expecting to be exceptional on the softball field and then maybe her grades are not so exceptional, but she's fine with that. Yeah. And she gives back to like the coaching little kids. Yes. And that, that was the next thing that she really wants to, uh, she knows she wants to do something, with coaching or involving kind of giving back when she's uh-huh. graduated. So I think that's yeah. really cool. Like yeah. she probably could have a professional career, but yet she uh-huh. wants to see what else she can do. Right. Yeah. That experience. Yeah. That was great. Yeah, I agree. We'll have to have her back. I love all of our, you know, young adults and people earlier in their careers and we like get to have them back and yes. maybe hear updates about I how they're know. doing. Oh, actually that's pretty cool. Yep. Um, Karen. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Our most recent know. one. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yes. It is. And Schaefer, actually. Uh-huh. Okay. Yes, Karen Schaefer. Right. And thank you for answering the Zero Dark 30 question. <laughs> oh, don't give them the answer. So, yeah, I'm not going to. Right. Yeah. The CIA agent was involved in uh, finding Ben Laden. And just like all of us, really. A, I mean, really. You know, right. all of us had a part. We did. No. Right. Exactly. Not she really. might have had a little bit more of a uh, <laughs> like front seat to that whole situation. But... Yes. Yeah, I mean, what and she entertained me with answering that question. So she, that was really. And cool. she actually, I think she liked like yeah. when we asked that question. Yeah, uh, and I think her. I was surprised at how forthcoming she was yes. about. I thought there were certain things that she wasn't going to be able to tell us, mm-hmm. or even be able to share, given uh, the clandestine part of right. what they do. Right. And she went there. Yeah, she did. And it was real- cool when she was like, "Well, when you're grooming an asset," <gasps> and I was like. <gasps> <laughs> what? I know. And then I should have asked her. We're gonna have. We're definitely having her yes, back in the studio. She said that she uh, did for sure. We uh, want to talk to her more about the whole asset thing. Yes. I was like, is it all like asset management? I don't know. I'm just fascinated right. by the yeah. like inner workings. Right. But it definitely is a great for anybody that's interested in working as an agent in the CIA. Listen to this discussion because mm-hmm. it really is like a behind the scenes how to get recruited, like what they find attractive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in terms of candidates, all that good stuff. Right. Yep. Eileen Smith. Well, so here's the first thing that's funny about Eileen. Uh, my best friend, uh, one of my best friends growing up, Meg Smith, uh, her sister is Eileen Smith. And so this woman is not the same as my Eileen Smith from well, growing so up. Funny. But every time I hear her name, it makes me think of my Eileen from uh, growing up, who's really, we call her Eileen. 
So shout out to you, Bean, if you're listening. <laughs> uh, uh, let's try that again. You better be listening. I know. Respond to your That's shout right. out. right. I've tried to get, actually, that Eileen on here. Because she uh, says, like, cool. She's a writer. And she's going to be like, no, I'm not coming. And she just called me out. And then, I know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if we can get her on. Uh, but Eileen, okay, for me, it's really cool to talk to somebody that nerds out on the same stuff I do. Uh-huh. And her expertise in public speaking and coaching. And then... What a career in the uh, state right. department and yeah. talking a bit about that right. and yes. what that's like. And being a woman coming up in the state department, yeah. starting as an intern and working her way up as far as she did. And yeah, I mean, she was super fascinating to And I think too, for her, like she wasn't quite clear what she wanted to do mm-hmm. and it was like through education and kind of right. figuring and out like, oh, said, yeah, you should do this internship yeah. or whatever. And yeah, a teacher, right? A professor, I, I think. think. And she like, like told her, yeah. International affairs. Yeah. And that mm-hmm. sort of, and then I think too, she was a great example of like, once that opportunity presented itself, seizing it, like even if you're not totally sure. Right. Uh, and then look where that took right. her in yeah. terms of right. this awesome yes. career. Right. And I think what's really cool too is this business she has now is something that she started doing within her role, prepping senior government right. officials for yeah. speeches and mm-hmm. uh, keynotes and just, you know, the fact that she started to really enjoy yeah. that. Right. And then that turns into like a second right. act. Yeah. I think that's cool. right. Really cool. Yeah. And she also is another one who has been a big supporter too. Yes. Yeah. She, yeah. You know, for sure, the podcast and all of her newsletters yeah. and everything. So that's yeah, thank you, nice too. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you, <laughs> uh, Joanna. Joanna, yay! Yeah. Yes, yeah. She, we talked to her at like eleven o'clock at night or something like that because she's in Taiwan, and so we had to wipe work with the time difference. Yeah. And so she was super early in the morning. We were super late at night, and so that was, which was nice of her to do that. And that was also very cool to learn about the music business and, you know, being a, a superstar yeah. over there and having popular songs there and here and, you know, the struggles that she went through. and Yeah, I, the one thing that strikes me when I think about that episode too, or just that conversation, I feel like she was really vulnerable and open She's about super, yeah. some of the trauma may be too strong of a word, but there, there's definitely being so young and being that successful mm-hmm. and then the impact that has. And I think creative control yes. was really a lot of right. what we... And her dad was in the in, is, is, was yeah. in the industry as well, and even him helping her to navigate. And she... Which I think also could be a positive because then she did know how to have creative control or demand that from people and in her contracts. and, and But, I mean, you know, she's been the same place for 20 years or whatever so yeah and I think even working through that with her dad like it wasn't mm-hmm. always well like right right, not. right. <laughs> right. Uh, but I think so. she just had that that because she had that look into it and that experience and knowing what to ask yeah. for and yeah and I think uh she's someone else who you know sometimes I'll I'll hear from people that are friends or um even Paul you know listen to that and I think you know there's people get some it's, it's just a different take on a different type of career yeah. and I think it's interesting right just for that alone like yeah. you get kind of again that I love that we get to peek behind the curtains on yes. a lot of these yeah. professions yeah. for sure I agree uh Hayden oh she was so cool too I know she was really cool the thing about Hayden that I thought there was a couple things one uh just that you can have an administrative executive role 
in the FBI, so mm-hmm. it's not all agents. And sort of coming out with their MBA and being directly recruited by the FBI mm-hmm. and the really, yeah. I mean, from an exposure standpoint of how that business operates and the kind of having that seat at the table mm-hmm. right away. That was fascinating. I think she, you know, her comments around confidence and what her tricks are for that, you'll have to listen. Yes. (laughs) Uh, But she gives some great advice and tips on how to feel more confident. And the one thing that I thought was great about, not the one thing, but one of the pieces of advice or one of the things she talked about was her, um, like, sitting, sitting in rooms or sitting in meetings and having ideas and opinions, but not sharing them because mm-hmm. she didn't feel confident enough right. to do it or thought, right. well, if someone else is going to say it, I don't need to say it. And then realizing, wait, I just had that, that right? thought. Mm-hmm. So why don't I assert myself right. and, and, you know, own yes. that space in the room. So yeah. I thought that was great yep. advice and counsel. Yes. And now she started her new career at Booz. She did at Booz, um, right. So hopefully we'll get to touch base with her too yeah. and hear how that's going. Yeah. But, you yeah. know, to kind of translate that now into, you know, a corporate for sort of for profit, not right. The mission, not right. government affiliated, not government, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and see what happens right. with that. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Yes, I uh, do like too that. I mean, yeah, because we are getting into that age of our lives, right? Like you've had a full career and time to change. Like meeting all these people that are pivoting into that role and just hearing, you know, those experiences, especially your like. I mean, you know, just leaving that. I don't want to say cushy, but cushy government spot, and you know, right? Yeah. It's scary to, to change. Mm-hmm. And I think we do, uh, I think you're right. I think based on where we are in our own life, but also it's never too late to make a change, right? It's never, right. I think the pandemic, I think people have heard about the great resignation. And I think it's it's people that really have time to reflect on what they're doing yeah. and deciding I want something different. I want yes. to be more fulfilled or I just want to challenge myself in a different way. Right. And so that's, a, there's a lot right. of people um, like Josh and Hayden um, even Viv, like, yeah. leaving in. Like, I think there's a lot of right. people in here that have components of that to their mm-hmm. story. Yeah. That's that's pretty inspiring. Right. And I agree. And kind of help you motivate get off the couch if you're right. feeling a little stuck. Right. That you sure. don't have to be stuck. That's right. I mean, yeah. yeah. That's right. That's a good point. Thing, right? Yeah. And before it was, you worked at the same place for 40 years, then, right. you know, that now that's changing, and it's not even changing with young people. It's changing with people our age. Right. You know? Yeah. So for sure. That it's okay to do that. <laughs> Shanna. Love her. I've been trying to get her for a minute, but, and finally when she was able to find the time. Yeah. So inspiring. I mean, she's always inspired me. Five kids, nasty divorce, and, you know, just picking up pieces. I think she said $500 she had in a booth, yeah. right? And so that's how she started her business. And now she, the first quarter of... 2021 of 2021 the yeah. first quarter she had like millions of dollars in contracts mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah and i think in an industry uh which we learn more about too the the sort of security yeah. you know kind of gate logic mm-hmm. that's the name yep. of the company called, yep. and i think uh we talked a lot about leadership with her we talked about uh how to cultivate and grow talent and sort of the war on talent and right. how it's it's a challenge and the <laughs> mm-hmm. different within their organization how they have to flex to different people yes. based on what they do right and certainly that origin story of just right. how to uh, how she made that happen and she took a real chance on herself yes, she did and I think it was that thing she said about um, somebody calling her and 
brought up the attorney and once she heard that attorney was interested in what she was doing, she thought, uh-huh. oh. I She's mean, like, oh, they think I can I, do this. I have something yeah. here. Like, yeah. that's actually, instead of being afraid yeah. by that, it mm-hmm. propelled her right to start her own thing. Yeah. Yeah. So My favorite thing, too, is when people call and they say, because she's in a male-dominated industry, mm-hmm. when they say, I'd like to speak to the person in charge, and her response always, for years and years, has been like, turns out that's me. So, and I love it. <laughs> ah, the way that she says it yeah. is just like, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So funny. It's my favorite thing. Turns yeah. out that's me. That's me. I love it. Sam Slevin. He was so cute. I mean, I didn't even meet him. I don't think I was in on, even in on that interview, but um, listening to him afterwards, like just so fun. So I wanted fun. him to be kid, friends with my kids. <laughs> Thanks, Moose. Um, yes, he, I think there's a couple of things. I have a personal connection with him. Uh, we worked together uh, before he uh, got a scholarship to go play baseball at Randolph Bacon and I think a couple of things. One, you know, I'm so passionate about uh, teens and graduating seniors feeling and knowing their value and being able to articulate those achievements. And so he was a great opportunity for me to work with someone and, and really see him grow and develop and change uh, just within a couple of sessions, actually, and, <laughs> um, of being able to just articulate that value and then feeling prepared for that yeah. for that interview. And then I think his uh, honesty about the pandemic, his honesty about, you know, that being a time of reflection for him and where he wanted his priorities right. uh, to be. And just his, like, his general demeanor around family and, mm-hmm. and friends. I, he just, yeah, super special person. Right. And, um, yeah. and we're absolutely going to talk to him each year. Right. So yeah. that'll be somebody that we follow. Be, right. Yeah. Um, Which is so cool. And. Also, I mean, yes, reflection, but his junior year, his season was taken away from him. And he was D1. And that was his, right, like, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, And just, you know, again, this idea of, like, pivoting or recognizing that you have to change your perspective or your objective. Mm -hmm. And and then also, you know, I think talking about, like, academic rigor and some of the sacrifices he had to make and also Mm -hmm. just that interview process and scouting process. It's always good to get the behind the scenes on that. Yep, for sure. Yep. Okay, so um, I think our next one is Leslie Durham. Yes. Uh, that was a fantastic conversation. That was so good. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. For her, I, I, again, she's someone I know pretty well. So I, I think it's always interesting how you, um, you know, her story, I think, just the her origin, sort of the beginning part of her story, being mm-hmm. in L.A., um, and coming from sort of the Mexican culture and, you know, talking a bit about that experience and how she doesn't really look Mexican. So right. she wants to, you know, it's yes. almost like she wants to identify, but, right. you know, hasn't. Some people don't really. Yeah. Um, when you don't look it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was really interesting. And then I love her love of learning yes. that she's like on this quest yes. to just learn as much as she can and uh-huh. has tried so many different careers almost. Right. Like she's had like four right. or five, I feel yeah. like. Yeah, um, and she and starting over, yeah. starting over, and she also had a great story, uh, public speaking story. Remember yes. her? Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Yes. Too. You'll have to listen right. to get to and get that story. her uh, archaeological dig. Yes. Yeah. Oh, what she found. <laughs> right. You'll what did to... she find? <laughs> what did she find? It wasn't right. what she wanted to find. Right. But right. It's still pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, it was um, cool. 
And she's someone that we had been, you know, trying to get on for a long time. Too, long so time. thanks yeah. to her for yeah. giving us that, yeah. that time. Uh, and then, um, and, and then she had you speak at Mason too. She did. Yes. Which was awesome. Yeah. I definitely want to go back. Yeah. So, yep. Leslie, give us a call. <laughs> <laughs> and Maybe then, person this time. Uh, yeah, for sure. That'd be <laughs> awesome. And then Kelly Pastor, yes. Kelly Derek, uh, that was a great experience for me in terms of having, you know, I, I am a person of faith. And so just talking to someone uh, that I feel has dedicated their life to mm-hmm. that is just, it's a different kind of energy yeah. and, and, and a different experience. And also the practical application yes. of being someone in that life. Yes. And she's so normal. So normal. Yes. And, and I mean, yeah, you, just talking about like her schooling and raising a family and yeah, I mean, all of it. And it was not like just all religion and, you know, like she is real world and right. You know, I loved it. And I, I think her it. interest to try and kind of rock, not rock the boat, but be somewhat provocative <laughs> and challenge the status yes. quo of what the faith um, that, that, you know, I think she's the Lutheran she's faith. Lutheran, right. Uh, I think, you know, kind of having that voice of, of, of a differing opinion or, um, in her role now, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. uh, she's able to, to address some of that. Right. I think that's maybe eventually right. has like church wide implications. Right. Yeah. Um, and I also love that she kind of said she fought it for a while and right. was like, no, I can't, I this to. can't be me. Yeah. This is not going to be my, right. Path, like that, I, I'm not right. good enough right. to do that. Right, that's what I was gonna say. Right, that she was like, I'm not that. Right, yeah, I'm so, not that pure person. <laughs> right, yeah. yes. Yeah. But I like too. I mean, that direction. That's what Christianity is all about, right? And so her pushing that envelope, I think, I was like, I mean, that's bringing it back to I where know. it's supposed to be. I know that you can, like, you can be loved, um, sort of for all of you, mm-hmm. and you don't have to be perfect, and just yeah. you know, trying to kind of do the best you can right within the space that you're in. So, um, and I felt like too, I just learned a lot, uh, about her role and how she does a lot of coaching also, uh, and talks to people about, you know, their path and, and, um, some of their, you know, where they're kind of at an intersection point. And so I thought that was a neat part of her job that I didn't necessarily. I mean, yeah, like, People really come into their past or discuss right. things, right? Yeah. I know. So. I always feel like I don't. I don't want to bug them, mm-hmm. right? Well, I mean, who does, right? Who really is like knocking on the door to be like helping with all these decisions? But I know, yeah. but just to know to know that they're there and that yeah. they want to help, is right? Great. Right. So, yeah, that was a good one too. Yeah. Thank like you, Kelly. That. Thank you. If you'd like to advertise with Relatable, please email us at info at tfreemanassociates.com. All ramming. <laughs> he was a cool guy. He is a cool guy. That's what I should say. The money He's, guy. Yeah. The money guy. The money, the money guy, yeah. Uh, yeah, Paul Ramming is the best. Um, in fact, uh, we joked that my introduction to him in that episode, um, my husband was like, should I be worried? <laughs> that is so complimentary. But I do love Paul Ramming, and I feel like he is, um, you know, not only a stand-up dude, but... Uh, so good at what he does. I thought he gave great advice and counsel, good insight mm-hmm. into uh, what's important about you know saving, obviously, and, and sort of financial acumen, and then the services they provide. Right. Uh, and then I think too his story about 
going out on his own and, you know, someone who was very much had a plan and then mm-hmm. uh, based on, you know, a situation with their daughter, it made him rethink right. some priorities and yeah. decided to take a risk. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, I feel like there's definitely a thread of, of story with, with the people that we talk to around the risk and reward and, mm-hmm. and having faith in yourself and betting on yourself. Right. Yeah. And, he's and he, and he is a nice guy. He made money. I mean, you know, that financial planning, it can be so mundane and intimidating almost. And, you know, people tend to stay away from it. Right. Yeah. Like they here, that's what I'll give to my 401k and maybe right. like nothing outside of that, but he made it exciting. Like I left that interview and I was excited to go and save all my money and start investing. Right. I mean, yeah, I was just like, I mean, when people can do that and make it exciting to make it seem important. Yeah. I thought that was awesome too, but you know, for sure. For sure. That's a great episode for people who are just starting their career to listen to so that you can get some advice of where to like start saving money, start putting things away and the importance of it and like how that will benefit you in the future, even Absolutely. 40 years down the road. Absolutely. But. In fact, it's so funny. Um, we were, I listened to all the episodes before we published them. I was driving with my kids, all of them in the car somewhere. We were listening to that episode and we pulled up to where we were going. And it was right at the point where I asked him about debt and being in debt and mm-hmm. what do you do? And then we had to go, we would like have somewhere to be. They're like, wait, play it, we want to hear it. So I was like, nope, you got to wait till we get back in the car. So, um, yeah, there's definitely great advice in that, in that one. Michelle. Yeah. Clement. Clement. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Joy's trying to get the last names right. <laughs> so for me, what a great interview. I think yeah. she, I mean, she's family to you. Right. So right. maybe not so, so many surprises for you, but I feel like, uh, her story, I think what really stuck out for me is her ability to pivot and change and also with intention. Like she knew specifically what she wanted to do in terms of be successful and, and have a a successful career and knew certain ways to achieve that. But then what she had originally thought was going to happen Mm -hmm. didn't pan out. It wasn't fulfilling. And then, um, this world of associations, which, I didn't know much about, and so it's a great opportunity to hear more mm-hmm. about that career path. Yeah. And it's almost yeah. like I think her exact words is like a hidden it gem of a, a career. Gem. It is a hidden and, gem. Um, yeah, because there's so many associate. I mean, everybody has an association. Right. There are so many, and DC and Chicago, I think, are like the, the mm-hmm. biggest areas that every association, almost every association, is headquartered. But there's state associations for, I mean, you know, real estate. Like she's Chicago realtors, but yeah, there's an Illinois state association. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a Virginia realtor association, right? There's pilots associations and yeah, like attorneys, I think. Um, you know, even the FBI, it's so funny because I work with a lot of FBI guys, um, and gals, um, even the FBI, there's like an association of agents. So there's just, I think there's a lot, you don't think about working for an association in terms of the support and the infrastructure, Mm -hmm. uh, that supports these you know, organizations right. like people. So right. yes. really interesting. And her, her, um, Obama story was yes. great. She's a great storyteller yes. and things always seem to happen to her. I mean, <laughs> always, she's always got a story. If yeah. You, you know, become friends with her on Facebook or Instagram. <laughs> and it's like a daily occurrence that it's like, Oh, you, how does this stuff keep happening to you? Yeah. But yeah, yes. 
She was great. Thank you yeah. for their time. I know she was traveling that day. Right. Mm-hmm. I think she had the took our our meeting um, over Zoom in a hotel room. Yeah, like they just kind yes. of fit us in. Yep. So really appreciate that. And Megan and Luke. Oh, Megan and Luke. It's our last time. Oh no, this no, year we, we have one more. Sorry, Sorry. Yeah. second they, to last. It was Ermina Junior. Yeah. yeah. Good gracious. Yeah, it's crazy. Right. It is crazy. Yep. I know. Can't I think for that, me but... that interview watching them or even listening to them, if you listen to them in their junior year compared to their first year, yes. you can see a real Huge. development. So much. And I mean, you know, when you, I think when you see it every day, when you live with a teenager and you are with them every day, you don't see it so much, but when it's like, and I know Luke and I see Luke quite frequently, but I agree with you to listen yeah. from their freshman year to now and, you know, their junior year, like, getting ready to, at the end of their junior year. So, you know, all the stuff they're getting ready for. Yeah. And, but just their confidence. And they figured high school out and, you know, found their I friend think, circle. Yeah. And, yeah. And the pandemic being problematic, obviously. But then more so for Luke than Megan, who I think didn't find it to be that disruptive right. to be right. at home. Uh-huh. And so I think it was great representation of different experiences yes. and how they impacted two different people yeah and then also you know the stress and the pressure of the school stuff and you know now they're in the throes of applying to colleges so I'm really interested and looking forward to talking with them about you know what is to come and what's the next step right hey maybe we should even talk to them in college we, could just we should extend. totally do that. Let's do that. Yeah, we should. Look, we just yeah, figured that out. Everybody here. knows them already anyway. Knows them right. Moms, though, I anyway. know. And it's funny as I was helping Luke with his applications, I'm like, we're putting the podcast on there. Yeah, it was like something yes. different that he did. Right. You know. Right. Definitely. So hopefully, people out there that listen to them have gotten some good information. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Um, and then uh, last but not least, Doug. Doug. Yeah. Yes, Schneider. Schneider. Yes. Yes. I'm the worst yes. Last he time. was awesome. And, uh, I mean, you know, yes. Coast Guard, shipping industry, mm-hmm. then being like, hmm. I'm going to teach. Mm-hmm. And, you know, is doing it. his wife figuring <laughs> it out. Right. He just, not he just started like, this year. Yeah. Right. Started in a pandemic. And, yeah. So, I mean, so cool. So nice. I learned about the Coast Guard Academy, and my kid wants to go to an academy, so, you know, now we're really, like, Coast Guard, it's small, and, but anyway, I mean, he's so kind, though, and um, I know I can't wait to talk to him again. I think we said after his first year, right? Yeah, we definitely, and I think he's one of those people that has this sort of, like, passionate, uh, like, go-after-life energy, you know, he's just... And, and his ability to, um, I think navigate, you know, I think because of, I think he talked about, but he was thought he would be a lifer in the Coast Guard because yes. he loved it so right. much, but that he and his wife met in the Coast Guard and then felt like, how are we going to do this if we're both mm-hmm. deployed or we're both, right. you know, actively yeah. engaged. So had to make that shift to private, which right. he really enjoyed and felt like he could make yeah. a lot of impact right. in the policy mm-hmm. world. Right. Um, uh, with with kind of supply chain and logistics and and having perspective there, and then I do I know this idea that like gosh I'm really passionate about history and, yeah. and I mean that's what's so great is that it you really have lots of opportunity in your life mm-hmm. and career to do different things and to right. make an impact in a different way you yeah. just have to 
know yourself and, you know, right. spend some time thinking yeah. about that. Yes. Uh, but certainly, and, you know, great, uh, great story, like yeah. great enthusiasm. I mean, he was admiral bound. He would, had been, he, right. said he had been picked for, you know, like going in that direction and being able to, at, you know, 22, 23 years old, have that perspective of no family is important. Right. And, you know. Right. Like still finishing his obligation and career in the Coast Guard, but like turning down opportunities and it wasn't just like ladder climbing or whatever. And so I love that. And yeah, I agree with you. And again, right. Like just being able to pivot and realizing that life is long. I mean, it's short, but it's long when you're working, right? right? Like you have so much time to try to like do things. You don't have to be locked into one thing. And he has a really cool voice. I'm sure his students like love his voice. Yeah. It makes you um, like sit up and kind of listen to those people for sure. Yes. I just, you know, it's so amazing when we get to have this opportunity to sit down and talk about all the people that we get to spend time with and to interview. And, you know, it really is so special that we have this situation where we get exposed to these conversations and people give up their time. And then certainly our listenership and our community of of TFA folks and relatable folks and uh, you know, we have great aspirations to, to grow our audience this next year. And uh, we're already talking about some really cool interviews uh, coming up. We have a good friend that um, was actually at the Capitol uh, during, you know, the sort of difficult period. <laughs> um, January 6th. Yeah. yeah thank you. Um, we can just say that. Everybody knows what yeah. it is, right? Yeah. Uh, and like so, some other folks that I think have different careers uh, but also fascinating stories as always. We, mm-hmm. you know, want to be inspired and, yeah. uh, but we're just so grateful for everybody that listens and for all of our support. And I'm hugely grateful to this lovely woman here who helps keep me sane and who helps keep us on track and is a great friend, but also somebody that's been such a great supporter. So thank and you. And thank you for letting me keep doing it. So no, I'm sure I know I do drive you crazy sometimes. <laughs> Not everybody drives each other crazy. My chaos, but <laughs> and I like it because I mean I get inspired every couple weeks, right? Or yeah. you know, how, just interviewing everybody that we talk to, and you know, just keep keep learning, you different perspective. Yeah, it kind of keeps things fresh yeah. and keeps you going after life in a little bit mm-hmm. of a different way, right? Right? Yeah. 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 Well, I think that does it for us here at Relatable for 2021. Uh, So I hope you enjoyed this wrap-up episode and uh, got some good tidbits from each of these interviews and have uh, enough to go back and listen to the full interviews if you like. And we will see you or you will hear from us in 2022. Happy holidays. Happy holidays and have a great new year. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe to Relatable. We can be found on your favorite streaming platform. Uh, We also want your comments and your feedback. And uh, Relatable is sponsored by Teresa Freeman Associates. And until next time, stay connected.